0: Welcome to Autism for Badass Moms, the podcast for moms who are ready to reclaim their power and unleash their inner badass. I am Rashida Cartwright, your host, and like you, I am a mom of children living with autism. Together, we will redefine what it means to be a mom raising children with autism, one badass step at a time. Ready to defy expectations, shatter glass ceilings, Let us equip you with the tools and knowledge you will need to overcome life's challenges. So join us on this empowering journey to becoming a true badass mom. Fierce, determined, and courageous. Jessica is a 38-year-old stay-at-home mom living in Queens, New York. She's a mom of four kids, three of which have developmental delays. Her youngest child, Nayeli, is nine years old and has autism, tuberous sclerosis, and epilepsy. She was diagnosed with tuberous sclerosis, also known as TSC, at birth. Epilepsy at the age of four months old and autism at the age of two years old. Nayeli has limited verbal communication. Facing her own health issues since 16 years old, Jessica knew that it would be a challenge raising a daughter that not only had autism, but had other multiple disabilities. Having two older sons diagnosed with developmental delays themselves, this only added to what Jessica already faced. At the beginning, Jessica felt doubt, ashamed, and even blamed herself for her daughter's diagnosis of autism. That led to the what did I do question, over and over and over again. She felt shameful, she felt sad. It was hard for her to accept the diagnosis but she learned how to accept and embrace every milestone. Jessica hopes to one day open a foundation in her daughter's name that would give all special needs children the burst of encouragement they need in the arts. Whether it would be acting or singing for her daughter Naeli, she wants her to know that although she may have multiple disabilities and may learn differently that once she is capable she can do it it is such a pleasure Jessica to welcome you to the show thank you for having me i'm so happy you're here i just want to jump right in your youngest daughter Nayeli, such a beautiful name. She's a nine-year-old, that was diagnosed with multiple conditions, starting at birth when she was diagnosed with tuberous sclerosis. What has this journey been like for you? I can't imagine, you know, some moms, there's just the autism diagnosis, but they have multiple.
1: Right. Um, it, it was tough for me. At first, I tried to deny it and um, or even question myself, you know, what did I do wrong? Did I take anything wrong? Um, just the main typical worries about parents. She's come a long way, and she's a blessing.
0: Yes, yeah, she's definitely a blessing. I can't imagine what it was like giving birth to your daughter. Did you find out that she had tuber- tuberous sclerosis right then and there? How did that come about?
1: Um, I did. Um, the same way they diagnosed me at birth, they saw um, little spots in her heart. And that's when they diagnosed her from there. Um, and to make sure that it was tuberous sclerosis. After I gave birth to her, they did a genetics test. And they that's when they really confirmed that she did have tuberous sclerosis.
0: Jessica, for our listeners out there, they may not understand what tuberous sclerosis is. Could you explain that a little more?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, so to narrow it down, it's basically um, too much calcium in the brain. And um, it grows rapidly and s- spreads around the body. Um, it, it spreads through the soft tissue, like the heart, um, the brain, the liver, also it can, the brain, um, the spine as well. And it hardens, which becomes tumors, majority of the time they're benign, but you always have to, um, check yourself six to 12 months, 12 months out of the year with your specialist, just to make sure that everything is functioning well.
0: Okay. So that must've been a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then four months old, she turns four months Mm -hmm. and there's a diagnosis of epilepsy. Correct. So yeah. I feel like you get one diagnosis and you didn't even have time to breathe between the next. How did that come about?
1: Uh, it was very scary because at first I didn't know um what it was. The first time I saw it, I just saw a a glance of her just locking her body and I was in shock. I didn't know what to do. Uh my I called my mom and my mom says it's it doesn't sound normal, mm-hmm. take her to the doctor. And it, it just broke me to know that she had that, and, you know, I felt helpless because I couldn't help her.
0: She's diagnosed with epilepsy. I know you said in the beginning, when you had the diagnosis of TSC, cause it's also known as um, TSC, right. there was those feelings of guilt, maybe sadness and all the things that kind of come along with, I feel like a diagnosis. For months, she's still a baby, epilepsy. Mm-hmm. What were the feelings that were coming up for you at that point? Uh,
1: I was worried. I was shocked. I was overwhelmed. And like I said, because I, she was so tiny and she couldn't tell me what was going on. And I just felt helpless because I couldn't help her other than
0: just see her and just watch her. She becomes two. Mm -hmm. And then you receive the diagnosis of autism. Correct. Correct. So can you tell our listeners how that evolved? Um, As time went by,
1: I noticed that she was delayed in speech. um, And I noticed that she wasn't, every time I called her, she was ignoring me. I felt that was strange. And um, I thought maybe she has a hearing problem. So I went to her pediatrician to, to run tests. They said that her hearing is fine. And because her two older brothers have also have um, delays in speech, that's how I, I put two to the, the and I said, okay, well, something is definitely wrong with her.
0: In that process, did you go to your pediatrician? What did you do next?
1: I went to a pedi- my pediatrician. Um, she said, you know, she told me, you know, some kids are delayed to, you know, write down every little thing that she, she does, activities, um, just to keep a journal. And I went to her and she says, Okay, well, um, I'm pretty sure she has autism. Um, so that's when I was I have did my research and I looked for specialists that um that work with people with special needs and they came to the house. That's when they evaluated her and they said, yes, she has autism.
0: What kind of helped with your son having those speech delays and also being able to kind of compare where my sons were at at this age. Right. It sounds like you were able to take action quickly. Correct. Now on top of the other two diagnoses, how did that affect you? Um, It put a lot of stress on me. Um,
1: I know I had to fight harder for my daughter. I had to look for the top doctors, any way to help her and myself and my kids because it it put a lot of toll on on my kids, especially taking away time from them.
0: So it was very stressful. You're a rock star. I just want to say that. (laughs) Thank you. I was like, oh my goodness, I got four too. But I mean, four... Again, the two boys with developmental delays, and then your daughter who has multiple conditions. Right. How, with regards to time that you were saying was taken away from other kids, were you aware of that? Were the other kids like, "Hey, we're over here"? Um, I believe it was both. How, How did it make you feel? A bad mom. I like like that. It, Yeah. I can relate to that. I have four. A lot of your energy is put into that one child. We're not purposely trying to push away the other kids, but sometimes in the moment, it it can feel that way to the other kids. We label ourselves a bad mom. When you did that, did you sit in that and I'm just a bad mom?
1: I pretty much, like, whenever I found time for myself, I would just cry it out.
0: Cry it out. How are you feeling now with the balance and with your other kids have you figured out a system are you still working on that
1: um for the most part I I have found a system now that they're older they they kind of understand that yes she does need a little assistance and that's when they're able to actually help me with their little sister as well
0: also them getting older and being able to understand a little more I want to go back to that bad mom, because I think a lot of moms, a good majority of us out there feel that way. And not just when you get the initial diagnosis, but just different things that happen along the way. My son with the blindness in one eye, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm a bad mom. How did I not catch it? He would turn, tilt his head to the side. Why was I not on top of that? Do you feel like you still struggle with that at points? Yes. Yes. I do and in, in what areas do you feel like it comes out the most? Um, there are times um, when,
1: I'm, when she's like trying to focus, when I try to get her to focus on her homework. There are times she just drifts away and she doesn't show any type of interest. And um, there are times uh, even when I use my strategies that, tend to work on her, calm her, and her down. And sometimes they don't even work. And that's when I feel at my low. It's like, I feel helpless. and like, okay, well, I did everything that she likes to, to calm her down and it's just not working.
0: The listeners can't see right now. I'm being touched because I can see the pain and it's your child and we're moms. We want to be able to take care of our kids and give them the best, but then inside just beating ourselves up constantly we're great moms but sometimes it's hard right what do you do in those moments where you get down to that low point is there a way that you get yourself out of that um I usually would
1: just take a break I'll just let her her calm you know just let her calm herself down and I'll calm myself down and I'll try it again um usually I'll call my sister and i'll talk to her or because i'm i'm a christian woman i i talk to god i'll pray or i'll listen to a song and then once i'm calm i go back at it again and that's what usually calms me down
0: your higher power your god yes god and your sister right full support do you have any other supports or are those two your major supports right now?
1: Um, it's usually my older sister and my fiance.
0: There's a lot of moms out there who don't have a support system or they have family or friends, but they just don't get it. They just don't get it. And maybe some of the words that they are that is said is a little more hurtful than than helpful. Yes. Your daughter is nine years old. And have you seen a lot of growth in her development?
1: Oh yes, she came a long way. Um, the, she went from saying mama to now she's, she has repetitive speech, but um, she's, she's getting there um, through music. Music is what helped her develop her language, her speaking, her,
0: her way of um, communicating. Tell me about that. What happened that music became her love? Um I don't I guess it's the sound
1: the first time she she heard a piano she fell in love with piano and then um with music then she started hearing words and she would one day I was just sitting down and she was just um listening to one of my songs that I had put on and she started Bopping her head to it and clapping her hands until one day she just started speaking, started singing little by little the words, and then I was like, I was just shocked. I was happy, ecstatic.
0: When you hear your child goes from nonverbal to maybe limited in in, in their verbal ability or their full fledged saying words, I can imagine that moment of like my child just said a word, and music was the the pathway in. Right. Tell me about like the responsibilities. I know you said the boys are older, but when they were younger and your mm-hmm. daughter was obviously younger, were you able to manage the appointments, the IEP meetings, the doctors' visits? No, not really. It was it was just
1: sometimes I would break down and have like my mental moments and I and I just couldn't. It was a point where I just had to just stop my appointments or cancel them because they were back to back. And I didn't have even time for myself.
0: Feeling overwhelmed with all that you had on your plate. Because
1: right. it's not, it wasn't only hers or my other children. It was for myself as well, because I also have tuberous
0: sclerosis. So that is challenging to be able to manage your health, the health of all your kids. Right. I'm just wondering, I know you said in the beginning, there was a feeling of guilt and you having the diagnosis, did that play into the guilt with your daughter? Oh, yes. Oh, yes.
1: Because the doctors, they told me that it'll be a 50-50 chance that my children would have the same diagnosis as I do.
0: Have you come to a place of forgiveness for yourself? I'm I'm not going to let this guilt take hostage of my brain.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I
0: forgave myself yeah what was the process like?
1: Basically, crying it out at first, getting mad, crying it out, um, meditating on on the Word, the Bible, having conversations with God and fasting really helped as well. Um, just to renew myself, to find myself again,
0: to make myself whole. I know some moms have said that they've become upset with their higher power with God, why would you do this? This is not fair. Inflict me with something, not my child. Was there ever a moment where you felt like you kind of wrestled? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Was that in the beginning?
1: Yes, it was definitely in the beginning right now. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, there's, there's always a reason why things happen to us. at at a period of time but it's just for the season and we just learn to love and let go
0: well I love that love and let go you should like make a shirt (laughs) (laughs) nobody else take it it's Jessica's love and let go that's hers you heard it first (laughs) Going back to the feeling of overwhelm, it sounds like you shut down with these appointments. I felt the same way. I had two IEP meetings to go to. Then all these specialists suggesting this and suggesting that. I'm like, where is the time? Like, yes. where's the time? I felt like I wasn't even really breathing because I was just constantly like, phones ringing. We sent you an email, like just too mm-hmm.
1: much. Too like much. you're just one person. Right. You're,
0: not, you're human,
1: you're not a superhero mom physically
0: you're not super or you're not a superhero you're a human and i love how you said superhero superhero mom because we think about all these characters Mm -hmm. spider-man and superman they were able to take their gear off like oh i saved people and i wrestled and i fought and bruised up but now i can go put my suit on or now i can go back to my other life our life is not that way our life is every day we are on the front lines we never take off our cake we never, never, never take off our cape. Where do you have balance in your life today? Yes, I
1: definitely have more balance than I do. I, I could work on some more, but I definitely do have balance.
0: Can you tell me about the time where you felt, okay, now I have to really put some of my needs first? Oh, yes. And, and
1: I started doing that um, the beginning of last year. 'Cause it, it's been a while since I've actually put myself first, um, health wise and um mentally.
0: That's a long time. Yes. You know, that's a long, long time. Your oldest is how old again? Um, he's nineteen. It's a long time. Yeah. What, what was it that said, okay, I have to do this for me?
1: Um, I would say my health. Um it was, it was declining and I said, okay, you know, nobody's, if I'm gone, nobody's going to love or raise or show passion to my daughter the way I can. Mm-hmm. So I said, I have to put my foot down and, and just think about me I, you know, at first I didn't want to feel like I was selfish, but at the same time
0: I have to be. Mm-hmm because nobody else is gonna do it for me. I just hate to say it just always comes down to that point, our health. I always tell people, I was in the hospital. We ride it out to the end, so right. we have no limbs and, and all that. The shift sounds like you started thinking about, like, but if I'm not here, what is gonna be my daughter's reality? Your mom, and you know your daughter more than any probably anybody else. I'm not sure how, if stress impacts what you go through medically, um, it, it could, it
1: could, but, um, it was mostly, it was actually my kidney that, that really put a toll on me. I recently found out that I have stage three chronic dis- um kidney disease. So
0: I can't, again, I can't imagine you, you just keep getting hit that sounds like it was probably also um, a major reason why it's the focus has to be on your health. Right. How are you dealing with that diagnosis yourself? Um, it comes and it
1: goes. I, it's, it's very painful because like I said, I'm, I'm trying to live my life a healthier way, making better choices for myself. Because, like you just like I said, I don't I don't want to lose my daughter. I don't want to have to her to grow up without a mom, or any of my kids. I lost my mom as well, um, so I want to spend as much time as I can with my kids.
0: And you know, you 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 will you will i've met a lot of strong moms in my lifetime but i mean you take the cake you take the cake just also too there's this sense that i get from you this sense of like just staying positive it sounds like it's your faith just the trusting in this process right trusting in this
1: i mean i have my family you know they're there my support on my backbone is my faith I'm
0: in, in God. So you touched me. Yeah. You, you, know, you, really, you really touched me because a lot of people out there who may not have been touched by autism, maybe like providers or extended family who just don't understand like that. We just don't battle our, our children's battles. We just don't fight our children's fights. We also have medical things that we deal with and and just life and we lose people. So it's, it's just not the child's behaviors that we deal with. We deal with our own stuff on top of that. I think that's what makes you so incredibly strong because any moment you could just be like, I'm done with this. You can just uh, yeah i don't want to do this no more there's been moms who i've met who've contemplated suicide because they just can't it's just too too much it sounds like you just feel your feelings you have your family support you you go to the bible look at the word what does it say it seems like that gives you strength so you got to tell me what your self-care looks like because it better be some badass (laughs) self-care What does it look like? Um,
1: well, when the kid it starts when my kids go to school. Um, I usually take ten minutes to myself, and um, I read my word. I talk. I, you know, there are times I just even give myself a little beauty makeovers, um, just to make myself feel pretty. And I look at myself in the mirror. My mom my mom always told us to look at yourself in the mirror and always t- tell yourself that you're beautiful and that you're enough and be all that
0: you can be. I love that. I love how you take that 15 minutes to other people, you know, who don't understand our world and like, that's it, you know? But that is so rejuvenating. I, I think about like, you know, my son stims a lot, so I'm so used to his stimming that it's almost like white noise. Like it's just like playing in the background. But then when I have like those 10 minutes or well, it's 30 minutes to work, it is so refreshing because it's just quiet. Yeah. It's just quiet. Then being able to do those things to make yourself feel better, the little makeovers, things like that, and how powerful your mom sounds that she gifted you with a great tool of affirmations. Right. I always say, whatever is after I am, you are. Right. Is it a daily practice for you? Yes, it is. Um, more so when I'm just
1: wake up and I just don't feel like myself at all. Like I just want to just crawl underneath the bed and not even do anything. I drag myself and and I wake up and I just just think that I God, you know, that I'm alive, that I'm breathing. You know, and a lot of people don't even have that. And
0: just that you are able to push yourself to get out of bed to want to just continue to do this because it's exhausting I feel like I'm hearing a little gratitude right thinking about that yeah there's many people who didn't wake up this morning right and and being grateful for the things that you do have great because a lot of times we focus in on the things we don't have the things we have no power or control over or that we can't change but if we can turn it. What do I have? I may not have that fancy car, but shoot, I got a car. It gets me from A to Z. Some people don't have that. Some people health-wise, they're in the hospital and they're not able to get up and move around, but you are able to to have the ability to get up and move around to do the things you need and hopefully want to do. Right. So for our listeners, it doesn't have to be taking a trip to some foreign country and laying on a beach, that it could just be these intentional moments with yourself to be able to self-reflect, self-reflect of how powerful you are. There, People say, I don't know how you do it. There's a lot of moms out there who wouldn't be able to do it. They wouldn't. They just wouldn't. You have so much power and so much strength. And it sounds like you do recognize that. Let me ask you a question. There's moms out there who are just getting the diagnosis of autism or a a medical condition or multiple. Like it's just, it just doesn't stop. Your child just keeps getting diagnosed with another thing or they thought they've gotten past that. And look at my son, he's like 13 now. And I'm like, well, another diagnosis for the record. So you think Mm -hmm. you're safe. But you're not. What would you tell them that is really struggling with overwhelm, has other kids possibly doesn't know how she's gonna do it, doesn't have the strength to continue to go on? I just say don't lose hope. there's you
1: know there's a rainbow in the end. you know, you have to take it step by step. Um, it's not easy Just don't give up. look at your child and see, you know, that child may not know now, but later on, he would, he would thank you. He'll, he'll have gratitude. You'll have gratitude for yourself. Just fight, fight, fight to the end. Don't lose hope.
0: I love that. You have to have hope because without hope, there's basically nothing. Huh. Hope that things can get better. And then keeping up that fight every day, which the fight is not maybe, you know, the systems, but it, the fight to get out of bed the fight, to want to desire to continue to do this, the fight to want to ask for help. I love how you said that your child, they may not see it now, like the things that we put in place or the multiple therapies or whatever the case may be, but it is helping their development and Mm -hmm. and it will thank you in their way. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's so powerful. Now I heard from a little birdie that you have some aspirations, a foundation, naming the foundation after your daughter. Can you tell our listeners about that?
1: Oh, I, I yes, I. Later in the future, hopefully, um, I I do want to have a foundation that's named after my daughter um, for. Children with special needs um, doesn't have to be special needs, but I my main focus will be for special needs um, mm-hmm. to get that chance to express themselves, not be afraid. Whether um, but through music, just like how music helped my daughter, I know it can help other kids communicate. Whether it's acting, singing, playing music, you know, just to boost their 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 um, their confidence,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know to help them along the way also, um, communicate and be themselves.
0: That's great. It helps your daughter. It helps yep. her to develop language. To this into a foundation makes so much sense because we don't know what the key is. The key doesn't always look like um, a teacher standing in front of us and saying, "Say, say apple." Would be something that they connect with that there's value in. I stand by your foundation a hundred percent. What is it going to take for you to start this year? <laughs> <laughs> What's it going to take? Uh, money. <laughs> Listen, there's money out there. Yeah. There's money out there. There's so many moms who've been on here and there's so many moms lined up who have created nonprofits and the same thing. You know, we all like, well, how are we going? Where's the money coming come from? How are we going to you know, I, I would love to connect you with some of the other moms who've, who've found a way to help. That'd That's be just, great. Yeah. I want to do that. And so, Jessica, this was so great having you on the show. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy that the listeners were able to hear your story. And I know that there are moms out there that truly connected with you. I just want to remind listeners, if you have a story to share please reach out to us. We want to hear your story. Every story is so unique. Don't just keep your journey to yourself. Share it with others. Free other people. Because every time I am do the podcast and I hear stories, and again, Jessica, stories like yours, it gives me a lot of gratitude. Those superheroes we see on TV, they mm-hmm. got the bulletproof vest. They have nothing on, Jessica. Literally nothing. Hey, <laughs>
1: <Thank you. laughs> <Nothing.
0: laughs> Likewise. So, Yes, there's nothing on you. This is your place. Reach out to us on our website, autismforbadassmoms.com. We're on IG and Facebook at The ABM Podcast. We want to hear from you. If you're scared, if you're nervous, it's okay. Be nervous. I'm here. We're just going to have just a little bit of a conversation like we girlfriends in a coffee shop, right, Jess? (laughs) Yes. That's it. That's it. I want you to remember that you matter. That none of this, none of the things that you're going through right now will be wasted because you know what? You are gonna take your pain and turn it into purpose for someone else to lighten their load. Okay. So, on that note, again, thank you, Jessica.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you, thank you and for
1: selecting me.
0: Oh, how could I not? Um, <laughs> so, for our listeners, always stay fierce, stay determined, and stay courageous one minute at a time. Love you, Jessica. Thank you. Love you too. Bye, Bye, everybody. If you found today's episode thought provoking and want to keep the conversation going, we encourage you to connect with us on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The ABM Podcast or visit our website at www.autismforbadassmoms.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. We have many exciting topics and captivating interviews with fellow autism moms lined up just for you.